Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists, which I have been for quite a while because apparently this is our 50th episode. Woo! Everyone's doing jazz hands, but they're all muted, so you can't really tell, but... <laughs> Everybody's excited. I hope you guys are ex as excited as we are. And thank you all so much for listening to 50 episodes with us because we really appreciate you listening because without you, there would not be a show. But without further ado, as per usual, let's go around our virtual table and reintroduce our players for this evening. So we'll flip it around this time and we'll start with our guest player for the evening. Tyler, why don't you introduce yourself? Good evening, players. I'm Tyler. I'm playing our friendly, kind of Hindu-esque character, Carowin, and I am privileged enough to be here for the 50th episode, which I did not know was kind of coming so soon, which I guess I probably should have known-ish, but I didn't, so here we are, and I'm surprised and happy. So this is really neat and fun and interesting. Hopefully... I will get to be around for more. I, you can never tell with this DM. You can never tell. So <laughs> hopefully I manage to survive another episode <laughs> and make it through relatively unscathed. I nearly lost my stuff last time. So yeah, here's to more. Hey, nobody's died yet. So, <laughs> but I guess we'll, we'll see. But we can move on to the one character that has had to roll death saves this entire time. So Jeremy, why don't you introduce your boy? Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy and uh, I play Damien. Damien is the father and blacksmith of the group who tries to make sure that everybody else is okay. And in doing so, has come very close to death several times. Indeed he has. And this is quite a group for him to keep together. Uh, as we move to Rosie, why don't you introduce Elon? Hi, I'm Rosie, and I play Elon, the a guard captain from the city of Kriath, and ultimate pretty boy. I don't know because I've still yet to see art, and I'm I don't know. I like long hair, but. I have a bad feeling for today, and I've had, it was kind of, I don't know, stimulated, so we'll see how today goes. Yes, you may say it's 50 episodes, but I call it a trap, but that's me. <laughs> hey, just because I avoid your questions and I'm not going to tell you how the session's going to go doesn't mean I'm going to plan to kill you all, so... <laughs> oh, well, we'll see if the bad feelings have any merit, but... Moving on to last but not least, Gia, why don't you introduce your lovely character? Hi, everyone. I'm Gia, and I am here playing uh, Chatwin Darcy, as always, reborn sorcerer. And I also have a bad feeling because we last time I left my family by myself, bad things happened. Uh, so um, we're going to see if they're still there when we get back from our little trip. <laughs> Probably not. Well, we'll see. Anyway, speaking of, last we left off, we left our party in a tiny little criminal town hiding out from Donovan Thane and his minions as they took a month's break from all their fighting and craziness to, you know, lead somewhat normal lives for 
a little time and be on the run. So they did typical hiding out, laying low things, you know, getting involved in politics and starting a blacksmith shop and helping old people around the town. That's typical stuff you do when you want to hide out, right? Well, they made it work for themselves. And after that month ended, in came Carowin, a trotting through town, starting up some stuff with some bandits coming through, which eventually set Elon off to the point where he punched one in the face and a fight ensued. They were very quickly beaten up. And then... After a brief conversation with Carowin, who was looking for them, the party disbanded for a moment to handle some things. Carowin went back to the bar to get the pin that the that the leader of these guys was wearing. And then they regrouped to decide what they were going to do. Damien revealed that he still had to go speak to this new god that he is now serving and found that he needed to go to Sea Reach, which is about a day's journey. Uh, by foot. Deciding that that was your next destination, you all separated for the night to do your own thing, and Carowin ended up at Chatwin's house, having dinner and playing cards with her family. But that is where we will pick it back up, as the merry night that they have comes to a close, and I, as per usual, ask who will be the first to greet the morning today. Probably Elon. All right. I'm up doing my exercises. All right. Yep. You get up with the dawn, uh, do your exercises, are fairly unbothered. I haven't really been sleeping, more so just remaining in that motionless state that Reborn need to be in to get a full rest. So I am technically awake when the sun rises. Mm-hmm. And as the sun rises, you do hear that voice in the back of your head. Chatvin. Mm. It's time to get up. I have to ask, why did you take it upon yourself to personally herald me into the morning? Well, you never wanted to do it yourself when we first started, you know, being in the same body, or the same head, rather. So well, sleeping was better then. I, I see your point. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I get up. I think I'm just, since I'm up so early, I'm just being as obsessive as I am, you know, going over everything that needs to be ready for the cup following day's travel, just making sure everything's ready, everything's situated and good to go. And then just kind of, um, did Carolyn stay the night? I don't know, Carolyn, did you stay the night? <laughs> yes, I'll say that Carolyn did stay the night, depending <laughs> on how much space was nearby. Maybe he would have gone to some type of antechamber. Otherwise, he might have just, you know, gone outside and, <clears throat> you know, just kind of on his horsey legs stood up while his upper half kind of slumped over. <laughs> Such a sight. Is that how centaurs sleep? Is that going to be the canon that Tyler makes up for this? I'll say that there are perhaps some very bizarre, interesting ways that they can sleep. Some are perhaps designed more for ease of mobility, such as the one that he was in. Because, you know, considering how he came into town and there was already a bit of a ruckus starting the second he pops in, not sure what's going to happen next. So himbo or no himbo decides that, you know what, I should probably, in case we've got to gallop away, quite literally, be in my primed and ready state because sitting up and getting down as a centaur is a bit of a pain if you know what he means. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, depending on how much space was available, he might have just kind of been outside. And I guess when the sun would have come up, you might have seen him moving around and actually attending to any uh, plant life that might have been nearby. All right. Um, I would say that there would be some plants growing outside. Uh, nothing crazy. This town is a little bit dismal. But Chatwin's mother would have planted a few like wildflowers in the front that you could very easily tend to, like pull a few weeds, stuff like that. Yep. In that case, he would uh, be invested in doing that. Since he has most of his stuff on his person, ready and raring to go, uh, he would have been spending some time tending to those as has been a bit of a pastime for him. Fantastic. I think like you're tending to the wildflowers and such out front. And then that one moment the front door is closed and the next moment I'm standing in the doorway. Uh, <laughs> kind of, you know, very on brands, very spooky. Uh, <laughs> just suddenly there. And it's like I've been watching you the whole time, even though you swear I wasn't there a second ago. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think I'm just, you know, in getting ready for the day, have like gone out front to like continue to prepare things and also wondering where the hell Carolyn went last night. <laughs> last I remember was him singing tavern songs with my grandpa. Uh, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just walk out and just suddenly staring at the flowers and looking up at you, just more so perplexed. Oh, Chatwin, good morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I, I should be used to these things by now. Are you ready to go? Or is there anything you need to do or get? I was born ready. I've just been sitting here, tending to the flowers in the garden. Um, I am from our famed court, you know. We do a lot of those things there. But I am ready. Right. Though, and he'll kind of, uh, he'll rise up and his towering kind of figure be there and he'll kind of just move a little bit closer. <clears throat> and he'll be like, are we able to get something to eat before we go? I am quite famished. That was a very hearty meal that your family was so generous to give me, but it is morning, and if I'm to keep my energy up, I will need to eat. Right, right, of course. I was um, going to pick up some breakfast for everyone, for my family, before I took off, um, make sure their pantry was well-stocked. Um, you're more than welcome to come with to pick up food as well, if you'd like. It would be my pleasure. Hop on. I can get there faster as long as you guide me where to go. I beg your pardon. Hop on. <laughs> yes. Is that inappropriate? No, I just was not expecting those words to come out of your mouth. Oh, I mean, if you're uncomfortable, then certainly I will no, move alongside of you. But... Let's do it. Let's do it. I hop on. <laughs> given, given how perhaps maybe dour... Uh, chat when normally appears, Carol will be a little bit surprised at how excited or she seems to be with, you know, taking this opportunity. Um, but he's not one to judge. So he will, you know, kind of lower his, uh, I think it's his withers. So his little back part down to make it a bit easier for her to get on. And um, he'll just say, I'm like, grab on to wherever you like. And, you know, just guide me in the direction like to go. And I will take us there as swiftly as possible. Yeah, chat when you climb on and the closest thing to grab is like there's some there's some horse mane behind the the human hair that that Carolyn has on like the human torso. Oh wait. No, there wouldn't be any horse mane really, but yeah, there's basically a, a male torso in front of you as you climb up on the back of this horse. 
This sounds sus. This sounds sus. <laughs> she climbed on and I was like, wait, how are centaurs built again? Happy 50th episode, y'all. <laughs> oh, yes, it's bare chested right now. Oh. <laughs> Chatwin, um, the most personification of the word lesbian you've ever seen, very awkwardly, slowly puts her hands on his shoulders and just kind of goes, okay, this is fine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and off you go <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> and Karen will just kind of since he's relatively new to the area just ask Chatwin to guide him wherever he needs to go and if she needs like depending on what needs to be carried he can help uh, carry it on his either in, in his arms or on his I think he has probably some like empty sacks or like if they have any sacks or anything they can tie it and put it around his I guess waist ish <laughs> his second waist <laughs> this like this fucking gorgeous centaur man who looks like like fabio on the cover of like a romance novel <laughs> and like this goth theater kid on his back that's just like kind of trotting along going through the market to pick up fucking grapes like some bullshit i was about to ask what are you picking up for breakfast challenge <laughs> You don't I, eat. I don't so. eat. Uh, I mostly pick up breakfast for everyone else and pick up breakfast for my family and just whatever the hell Carolyn wants. Uh, Chatwin doesn't want to assume what he wants to eat because she doesn't want to be offensive. So she just tells him to pick whatever. Uh, he'll pick out some bread and some fruits um, <laughs> to kind of to have, you know, get, get his motor running. Yeah. Yeah, we pick that up and just deliver it to the fam and then, you know, go try to meet up with everyone pretty much. That's that's my morning. All right, perfect. And uh, Damien, since you're kind of the last one up here, uh, what's Damien doing this morning? Uh, Damien's just going to kind of wake up, stretch, look at everything that's mostly packed, grab the, what's left in a big old backpack and start heading to chat ones. All righty. And as you start in that direction, you're very quickly met with the sight of your new centaur friend making his way down the mostly empty street for the morning with Chatwin sitting on his back and just hands awkwardly resting on his shoulders. <laughs> oh, hi, Damien. Good morning. Hello, my friend. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm, I was coming to get y'all. Uh, what? Kind of like tilts his head. Are you okay, Chatwin? Of course I'm fine. We don't have time for this, Damien. Come on, let's go. I just point. <laughs> Come on, let's go over here. <laughs> All right. Uh, are are you okay with this, my friend? Looks. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive or something. I, I'm just trying to, you know, respect everyone's wishes here. This is consensual. Carolyn will give out a, a hearty laugh and uh, he'll say, oh, yes, yes, I, I actually offered her to uh, get on as it might be a bit faster. If you'd like, you can get on as well. Uh, no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm, I'm a bit more heavy set than she is. Don't worry. Suit yourself, my friend. Lead the way. And the three of you head off in the direction of Chatwin's house. On the way, uh, Elon, as you're finishing up your exercises, you would probably be able to spot them pretty easily. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta keep it together. <sighs> Good morning, Elon. Elon's just gonna look up. Absolutely not. How are you doing this morning? Not as good as y'all, apparently. Okay, great. We need to get to go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's up with you two today. This is a serious situation. We have to. There's things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine Elon has his bags probably near Chatwin's house, where he was like, "I'm gonna put this here because I know I'm coming back here anyways." He goes into the side of the house. He puts on his armor. And he's going to grab his bag. Look again at Carowin. Look at the others. Absolutely not. And he's going to start walking. <laughs> Alright. And the four of you make your way back to Chatwin's house. Elon, Damien, I know we didn't really talk about this, but how frequently do you think you would have been to Chatwin's house during the month of downtime that you all were here? A ton. Elon did a ton. Okay. I think in like the first week, Damien would have visited a bit to check with uh, or to spend time with Chatwin's grandfather on like crafting and stuff and learning a little bit of magic. And But after that, he would have spent most of his time working on a shop and practicing. Well, all of you walk in and you see that while her grandfather isn't up yet, uh, her mother is already in the kitchen sort of cleaning and getting ready to prepare breakfast. Chatwin, you come in with the groceries and she's like, Oh, perfect. Uh, Chatwin, go ahead and put those down. Uh, Elon, long time no see. And Damien, it's been even longer. Welcome. Come in. Come in, please. I appreciate it. He comes in and takes a seat. Thank you, ma'am. Chatwin, what did you grab for breakfast? So Chatwin scrambles down off of Carolyn's back uh, very awkwardly. It's like that thing where you're trying not to jump down, so like one foot is still kind of like up on his back, and I'm reaching down the other one as far as it'll go. And it's like kind of awkwardly stretched between two before I finally jump off. Uh, <laughs> and then I just kind of scrabble into the kitchen, set the things down. I just picked up some more um, fresh produce and such, uh, mostly. Just wanted to make sure you all had something to have for breakfast. I know I just went uh, shopping for food and everything just the other day, and the pantry is more full than uh, it has any business being. But again, I just wanted to make sure everyone had enough food. There will be plenty, dear. But uh, at this point, it sounds like omelets would be a good idea. How does everyone feel about omelets? That sounds good, ma'am. Thank you. I I love a good omelet. What is an omelet? Do you know what a chicken is? Not at all. Do you know what a bird is? Yes, we have many in the Realm. Well, well, birds lay eggs and you take the eggs and you crack them. And you cook them. Your birds lay eggs? How peculiar. <laughs> but carry on. That, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. the whole explanation. Birds lay eggs. We take eggs. We crack them. We cook them. Oh, fascinating. I would love to try this delicacy called an omelet. Without missing a beat, Avon is just like, yeah, we eat the unborn. <laughs> Carolyn will just kind of tilt his head awkwardly, like, just think about it and be like, kind of shrug, you know, to each their own. I will not pretend to know the mortal realm nearly as much as I, you know, do the fey realm. So, if this is what you do, if you eat your infant, so be it. <laughs> 
what really makes them delicious is you can taste all of the wasted potential and what it could have been. And you can taste the years that have just been shirked away by your hunger. It's it really just tops, the, tops it off. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a very powerful dish. I am even more excited now. <laughs> and as you guys are talking about this, you just hear the, the fire and like the sizzle as your mother starts cracking eggs into a little skillet and starts making omelets and just like like an assembly line kind of thing just keeps making them putting them on plates passing them back expecting chatwin to like pass them around you know how dinner usually works here yep not missing the beat just going (laughs) and as the rest of your family stumbles out of their beds they're all met with omelet 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 (laughs) and your grandfather is actually the last to rise which seeing as how late he stayed up with carolyn singing singing tavern songs you're not entirely surprised as he kind of shambles out stretches his hand out takes the omelet plate from you and just goes don't let me stay up that late again grandfather are you hungover (laughs) a little bit a little bit (laughs) i like it i like it (laughs) What would we have called her grandfather? Like, what would like what does Elon and and Damien call him? Uh, why did I forget his name? Uh, <laughs> it's it's Doran. is it Doran? It's Doran. Yeah. Okay. His name his name is Doran Andres. He's Andres Isle. Yeah. But yeah, Doran. Okay, so he's come stumbling out, and it's like late night, huh, Mister Doran? Yes, a bit. Well, at least you're not too old yet. Obviously not, though. <laughs> 300 years starts to wear on your bones, if not anything else. Carolyn, I see you're very spry, given how late we stayed up. Why, yes. It was a very invigorating evening. I slept like a log. Well, that's good to hear. And I am used to rising early, or I guess what your early would be. Time as, you know, goes a bit differently where I'm from, but, you know... I've always liked to rise early and tend to the gardens. And might I say, you have a lovely little set of, you know, plants growing in the front. Quite lovely. Oh, well, thank you. That was actually um, my daughter's work. And she's just like, Father, stop. It's not really a garden, Carolyn. It's more like um, some, some flowers. I wanted something pretty in front of the house. That's all. Well, it may be small now. But a garden can grow from a single seed, just like a field from some stray seeds on the wind. I'm looking forward to what else you might grow. Oh, well, thank you. Um, how's the omelette? And uh, he will kind of, he actually hasn't touched it yet. <clears throat> so he'll be like, oh, and he'll actually just, um, are there like utensils, I guess? Yes, they would have passed around forks and such. Okay, so he'll see the people using utensils and everything. And <clears throat> he has familiarity with utensils. Um, I guess not all fae necessarily use it, depending on what they're eating. Mm-hmm. But he will kind of see how everyone else is eating it. Like, maybe they're like cutting it with the fork and knife, or just cutting it with a fork. <clears throat> so he will start, you know, carving it, and he'll put part of it in his mouth. And you'll see his eyes kind of, like, light up. And he will start kind of shoveling more of it in his mouth and um, he'll just kind of like lift up the plate and just kind of, (laughs) you know, a rather, not the most, uh, I guess in a somewhat uncouth manner, I suppose, (laughs) just kind of finish it off, not licking the plate, not licking the plate. And he will 
kind of place it down, not like breaking it, but like with some level of force. And he'll say, oh my goodness, this was delicious. Chatwood, you are exactly right. I didn't know that depression and sadness and wasted potential tasted so much like salt. Mm-hmm. Do you want some mine? And Chatwood's mom will just be like, it's not wasted potential. They're chickens. They're, there's not much wasted potential except for they could have been chicken. Well, they are delicious. And he will gladly take whatever Chatwin does not want to eat and uh, start. He'll start eating a little bit more slowly now to savor it a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just get a fully untouched one. And I'm just like, my, my mother has been making me food. I keep telling her I don't. I, eating just is not a thing that happens for me anymore. But they keep making me plates anyways. So you can just take this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. You're my little girl. I still need to cook for you. I know, but I just, it's, it's, it's the horror of the creature that I am now is that I truly do not function like a normal person. I will never need to eat food again. Chat one. Yeah. Did you tell your mom yet about how you can out drink eight full grown men? Oh, yeah. I, uh, it's, 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 it's strange because I don't really have, uh, blood. So alcohol doesn't really do much. My heart doesn't beat, so. And you see your grandfather look up from his plate and he's like, Interesting. Have you have you tested the capabilities of this with other things? Like what? Other than just winning drinking games. Well, think of what else spreads through the bloodstream. Like, have you tested this with poison or anything like that? Oh, yes. Not to put you in danger or anything, but oh, no, scientifically course. speaking, have you tested this with other things that could be used against you in battle? Oh, yes, of course. That was one of Arcanist Rady's first questions. One of the first things that he did was give me lethal amounts of poison and see how much it didn't kill me. Chatwin pauses, not really realizing how much she just brought the room down. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone kind of just like... <laughs> Thinking it's just a cool science fact. <laughs> your sister, your mother, and your brother in particular are kind of just staring. Like their forks are kind of in midair. Like, and they have to shake themselves out of it and just not say anything and start <laughs> shoveling food in their mouths again. <laughs> but yes, the answer is yes, it doesn't affect me as much. It does still hurts, but poison doesn't, no, not as much. Yep. Interesting. And your mother kind of interrupts and goes, Well, uh, when are you leaving, dear? Probably right after breakfast. Oh, um, all right. Well, um, do you have everything? Your coat, your, all your supplies? Yes, I, um, have checked everything seven or eight, eight times by now. So we should be okay. And if we need anything else, we can get it along the way. Okay. Well, um, Papa... And she kind of looks at uh, your grandfather who who nods and stands up and goes and grabs a scroll. And he's like, well, I, I found something while I was at the library that I figured would be useful for you if you're going to keep traipsing around the world. Because from what you've told me about your journeys, you've been plenty of places. And he hands you a scroll that is a map, Ooh. Uh, like a more recent, more accurate map of the entirety Ooh. of the world. Oh, this is fantastic. The last map that we had, I just annotated the shit out of it. So this is this is great. This is <laughs> thank you. Two things. 
Then now you've got an updated one. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. It, it, it's, uh, this is a far cry from how I departed last time, uh, sneaking out in the middle of the night. Um, and I just, I, I appreciate you all working with us on this, even though you weren't really given much of a choice. But still, the sentiment is there. I mean, your grandfather kind of looks at you and pats you on the shoulder. I mean, all of our survivals have been sort of intertwined for a little bit, but now's the time to find what the next steps are, figure out where the plan goes from here, because obviously we do not walk the same path that you do, which is not a bad thing, but you have greater purpose elsewhere, and we are still finding ours now that we've been on the run for a little bit. We'll fix it. We'll fix it eventually. Even if fixing it doesn't look like going back to the aisle, it will be fixed somehow. Somehow. It always it always does get fixed, whether it's in the way we expect or not. Yeah. Okay. We should get going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he kind of nods. Be safe. Don't forget to teach Carolyn more card games so that I can beat his ass later. <laughs> Karen will kind of will give out a hearty chortle and um, say, I will hold her to it. I'm eager to learn more and I will best you one day, old man. If you mean within the next century, good luck. And your grandfather will pick up the nearest book off of his to-read pile that he's amassed from the library and wander back towards his chambers. <laughs> and one by one, chat when your family would just kind of come up and give you like all their awkward goodbyes. Like Your siblings wouldn't really know what to say. They'd just kind of hug you and walk away. No. I do want to, right before we leave though, grab um anita before she departs and just kind of pull her aside for half a sec but i just kind of take her around the corner and when we're kind of out of earshot when it's like a pretty private conversation i just put my hands on her shoulders take a breath and look her in the eyes i know it's going to be difficult without samson and i know that he helps take care of you You are the eldest after him, Anita. I just, I want you to know that you can shoulder what he left behind, okay? Someone needs to help look after them, all right? You're more than capable. Well, thank you for that, Chatvin. I I know. It's, he left very hard shoes to fill, and, but I will look after everyone. You know our parents, it's not, uh, they don't exactly listen to us. No. <laughs> Not until they have to. No, no, they don't. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Anton and Ramsey, uh, they they need... Uh, it, it's going to be very helpful with you around them, especially. Um, and it would be good for Grandfather Doran and Mother and Father to know that they have you to rely on as well. Um, it's just uh, good to know. It's, Obviously, I can't watch over a family like a hawk all the time, so I expect you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will try my best, and don't forget to take care of yourself, Chatvin. You've spent a lot of time taking care of everyone else, but just because you don't eat or sleep doesn't mean that you can't do things to take care of yourself and make sure that you're okay. Right. Because well. from what it sounds like, you have not been okay for a very long time. That's all right, though. Um, there will be time for relaxation and unwinding after I remove Donovan from this earth, after he is no longer a threat, after I figure out the nature of just 
everything that I am. There will be time to figure that out, but I must do so when there is no longer danger of foot. Until then, I will check forward. You're, you're not going after him, are you? Not yet, but I am. Okay, well, I would warn us first, mm. so that we can at least be out of distance where we could become a problem. Of course. Like last time. Where, wherever I face him, it will be somewhere where he cannot use any of you against me again. It's... The only way that it ends is with one of us in the ground. And last time it didn't really stick with me. So I think I'll be okay. See that you are. Yeah. The family would rather not lose you again. Yeah. Okay, fuck you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> and, and she'll walk back inside. <laughs> I leave. That's how I depart from my older sister and I go join everyone else. <laughs> All right, and you all pack up and get ready to go. We get outside, and we're finally like going down the road and just kind of shoot chat when a glance. Just like, no offense, I don't know how you can do that. Do what? You know, have a normal family. Well, I mean, is that considered normal? Yeah, it's pretty normal. You're just the only one that's not normal, so it's fine. Oh. At least you have family. Yeah, I mean, wait till you meet mine. Do you want me to just? I can beat the shit out of your dad. <laughs> or your or your mother, whoever. It's my aunt and uncle, technically. But I have to call them mom and dad. Okay, yeah. I'll beat the shit out of them if you want. And then you can just come crash on our couch if you want. Like, <laughs> Sure. Oh, Elon, is your family as delightful as Chatwins? Oh, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Oh. No, no. They're more like vampires, and you just want to put 20 stakes through their hearts. Yeah. And uh, Carolyn will kind of just be like, we'll just nod sagely, like, ah, I see. And he'll kind of like, kind of just wrinkle his nose and be like, I see. Then I hope I do not have to meet them. If you do, you know what? We'll wait for it. I want to see what we can do when we get back because honestly, I don't think I want to put up with it any longer. Either way. Not sure if I'm used to a family or not. At least a caring one. We'll see how it goes. We're not. We're not good at keeping the energy of the group up, are we? <laughs> After you know the last time we had tried to get our energy up, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Yeah, we just go. <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> and Carolyn has no idea what they're talking about, so he just kind of happily trots along with them. <laughs> um, I guess he also would have taken some of their bags if they needed him to, because, you know, he can carry a lot of shit. <laughs> so, yeah, if people want to, like, uh, put stuff, he'd be able to carry it to free up their arms. Absolutely. And about partway through the journey, we'll go ahead and we'll circle around if anyone has any particular conversations they want to have during this travel time, because you will get the full day. Chat win. The familiar voice in the back of your head does come forward, and Santhavek goes, You know, I wasn't really sure after you fled and hid for a month whether or not you were going to follow through on that promise. Of course I am. You you tell me the truth. You're sharing the same headspace with me. You tell me how much I want Donovan Thane fucking bleeding on the ground. Oh, I know, but there seems to be a drastic difference with you between action and thought. 
It's going to happen, Senthebeck, because I know that you despise that Arcanus as much as I do the Thanes. Mm-hmm. He will be taken care of. As I said, you will have full control to do with him as you wish. Good. So, for chat, when we kind of understand that this is now out loud and we understand what it is over this month. I don't know if you guys definitely know of Santhevec. We haven't, I, we haven't like let her formally introduce herself as of yet. But I mean, it's definitely a super known thing. And of course, Chatwin only communicates with her by speaking aloud. I don't think Chatwin would have told you that the de- about the deal she made with Santhevec to let Santhevec take control and take the Arcanist. Okay. <laughs> but everything else I would say you guys are caught up on. You guys just haven't uh, been introduced. <laughs> I suppose that like after that, pretty much, Elon's just going to look to Carolyn and go... She talked to herself to um, somebody else, basically. So don't worry about that. That's normal for chat one. Only for chat one. Oh, okay. I was wondering if that was a common thing you folk did here in the mortal realm, but I will make note that it is a chat one exclusive. Yes. So if you ever see anyone doing that, then it'd be best to stay away from them. Or I would probably tell chat one that would be a good idea. Good to know. Is it, should I stay away from Chapman too, since this is a strange thing? Or, I mean, I don't think it would be a problem since everyone else is, you know, hanging around no problem. If her voice sounds a little funky and suddenly she's driving a boat when she absolutely refuses to go into water, then you can be a little worried. That's fine. Carwin's not quite sure what Elon means, but he'll just nod and he'll just say, he'll note it and be like, okay, note it. This is Elon's way of keeping you at arm's distance and just tells you stuff without explanation. <laughs> and Carowinds all smiles. Yes, he, he's enjoying himself. He's out and about with friendly people. So he's just trotting along, enjoying his best life and learning that Chatwin has problems. <laughs> oh, you will learn very quickly, Carowin. This whole group has problems. <laughs> you don't gotta know any of us for very long to learn that. <laughs> One of them talks to themselves, the other one has trust issues, one of them has a dad complex, so, you know, Carolyn's gonna leave real quick. Yeah, Damien's probably just sitting over there, just like, mm, making dad noises, just listening. Mm. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> just like, uh. I mean, to be fair, Carolyn's moving at a much slower pace <laughs> than he's used to moving, so, mm-hmm. to, to keep up with everybody. And as you guys are traveling, like, Carolyn, you start to realize, like, it's starting to get hot. You guys are trekking across the desert. And as the midday sun especially starts to come down on you guys, this is much more heat than you're used to during your regular travels. Uh, I'm going to have everyone roll a quick con save. Oh, shit. I'm good at con. Oh, hell yeah. I'm also good at con saves. Let's go. Hooray when our first roll of the session comes 50 minutes in. (laughs) We like to fuck around because if we're not fucking around, we're we're destroying our sanity, okay? Mm-hmm. It's either happy fun times or oh fuck, oh fuck, oh god. <laughs> Pretty much. We're stalling at this point. I definitely am. Yeah. <laughs> so Carolyn got a 19. Ooh. Okay. Damien got a 12. Okay. Elon rolled a 12 with a plus 6, so 18. Nice. 
Uh, Chatwin got 16. 16? All right. Everyone else is holding up pretty well. You feel the heat, but Carowin, Chatwin, and Elon, you start feeling the heat. And you can tell that it's hot, but it's not really affecting you in any way. Damien, you put on plate armor this morning. <laughs> and it's... You're cooking like a chicken in, in a pan and you're kind of regretting it as you're slogging your way across the desert at this point. Carolyn's going to notice that uh, he's kind of, how long have we been in the desert now? You guys are about halfway through your journey at this point. Okay. So it's been more than an hour. Yes. Well, it's been almost like you would spend like about eight hours, your typical like daytime moving along so i'd say it's been about like six hours of travel at this point got it okay so um noticing that our good dad of the party is struggling i'm gonna kind of trot back is he like lagging behind i guess a little bit yeah he would start to get a bit slower whereas he was kind of in the middle of everything is now sort of making his way towards the back okay so i'm going to um kind of trot on over to him and without really giving him an option of protest, I'm going to try and like, you know, hoist him onto my back. Damien, would you be resisting this? Um, no. If he's like that sweltering, he's just like, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. He is heavy though. Yeah. I was going to say, you're going to have to make an athletics check for that. Carolyn. Okay. Let's, let's see how I do. Okay. So 14. You go to lift him up. He is much heavier than you thought he would be. And so you falter for a moment, but you do manage to uh, slowly hoist him up onto your... Or at least you wouldn't be able to fully place him on your back, but you would be able to get him up enough that he can sort of scramble up there himself. And I'll, I'll kind of turn part of my uh, human torso and say, it's like, you weren't kidding. You're heavier than you look. Uh, but I'll also point out, like, if you need a water skin or anything to drink, feel free to grab something out of my pack. I, I got my own. I just need a few minutes. It's, uh, I wore plate mail and it's hot. Karen will kind of snort in uh, understanding and he'll kind of trot along to catch up with the rest of the group. All right. As you all make the rest of your way across this desert, is anyone wanting to have any other sort of conversations, one-on-ones, anything throughout this time? Or Carolyn probably would have asked uh, Damien a little bit more about what we're going to do, since he hasn't been privy to all the specifics yet. He's just kind of been following along. I don't know if anyone really explained to him what it is that we're going to do. Yeah, Damien will explain. He's just like, um, uh, so... We're going to Rubo's hometown. Rubo was a friend of ours who got kidnapped by Mr. Thane. And um, we're also going because my new deity has requested that I go to speak to them there. So do you speak to yourself too, like Chatwin does? No, actually, most of the time my deity actually answers. Oh, so Chatwin doesn't. She's talking to no one. Oh, no, no, no. She's, she's talking to someone. Um... I guess, yeah, I guess you could say I talk to myself a bit then. Okay, well, I hope you have good conversations. And thank you for telling me what a little bit more about what we're doing, as I'm not as familiar with how things operate here on the on this plane. So I appreciate it, friend. Uh, not a problem. If you got any questions, let me know. And he'll just kind of, uh, I start shooting the breeze with Damien a little bit, just 
asking more about, you know, their adventures and what he's thinking about, you know, going to do this and kind of what he might be feeling is going to go on next, I guess, with his deity. All right. And as you two sort of start uh, discussing and Damien, you start reminiscing about all the craziness that you guys have been through past couple months that you've been adventuring together. You would continue traveling across the dunes and what seems like endless desert up until around dusk before the city of well, two things, the coast and the city of Sea Reach come into view. You would see sort of like towering uh, towering buildings in the distance stretching far up into the sky, almost Similar to Garibia that you stopped in uh, previously, but with more of a... Whereas Garibia was more like New York skyline in terms of shape of the buildings. This has more of a, like, the buildings have more of like a rounded shape and like intricate architecture. As they spire up into the sky, it's almost like you're looking more at like the fancier buildings in Istanbul then that's kind of what you're getting here. Towers with multiple layers or like like a wizard's tower almost with multiple levels of larger rooms and then what you could assume would house like the spiraling staircases type of deal. But um, at that point it would be it would be starting to get cooler, Damien, so you would be less overcome by the heat. But as the sun is setting, you guys are starting to get a bit tired from your full day of travel, so it's kind of up to you whether or not you would head into the city to look for lodging or make camp. Uh, Damien will be walking again by this point. I have a quick question. Answer? As we were wandering, um, in terms of the layout of the desert, were there any like locations where maybe food or freshwater, like say berries and things would have been visible or it was all just kind of dead nothingness or just nothing was really available or anywhere? I would say with the direct path you guys were kind of taking at that point. Let me take a look at the map. Hang on. Uh, you guys wouldn't have cut back to the Foxgrove Oasis, which would have been the nearest source for any of that. But Okay. I was just wondering. Thank you. Of course. But yeah, Searich would have a, a plentiful water supply for you guys to refill and everything. As we start getting close to Sea Reach, Elon's going to look over to Chatwin and just kind of quickly like question. It's just like, so are we using fake names or no? I think it's a good idea, especially going into cities where... <sighs> The law is more in power. The last city, everyone there was sort of a criminal. Um, this one, it's a bit more... Um, the law is um, what governs and maybe a bit more populated as well. So it would definitely be a good idea to establish our identities now. Uh, Carolyn, I don't think you have to worry about it. Unless you want a fake name. <laughs> Ooh, can I have one? It sounds so exciting and mysterious. Sure, what do you want to call yourself? How about Harry? Harry? Harry. I love it. I am Harry. Should I have a different last name? Harry Goodfella. <laughs> Harry Goodfella. I like the sound of that. Right. All right, Harry. Okay. So I'll just stick with the identity that I have already established. So 
uh, Carolyn, just from here on out, unless it is all of us in private, you refer to me as Aegis. Aegis, uh, Abia. I am Aegis uh, Zistrith. Got it. I am just Jason. And for the most part, we, we've been calling uh, Damien dad, but... um. I've, I've, I have a hard time remembering random names, so I've just kind of stuck with Damien. So we just call him dad. Yep. Oh, right. I forget we're meant to be high elves. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess Avon's going to, like, probably... Like, he already gave you those fake ears, right? So we're good. Yep. Okay. Should we introduce ourselves as related if we're both going to be calling Damien dad? I really don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm trying to think of what makes sense logistically. I mean, it's better than just going up to him and go, Papa. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Whatever. Whatever works. So, Aegis, Jason, Dad, Harry. <laughs> Great. Yes. Harry Goodman. <laughs> Great. Uh, these are, um, watertight alibis. I'm sure there will be nothing that could possibly go wrong and nobody will be able to sniff us out. <sighs> I mean, I mean, to be fair, it, it's worked so far. Right, right. Uh, whether they are that's because they're good alibis or just nobody's given a shit enough to question it remains to be seen. I suppose we'll find out. I guess so. And you all start heading towards the city and you very quickly find it's much more bustling than any place you've been to in quite some time. Even though it's dark outside, many windows are lit up, uh, establishments busy as it seems like the city has sort of taken on a new life in the night you pass by various shops that have shopkeeps still up and peddling wares uh even as the sun goes down you see you see a gentleman walking through the street lighting these torches that sort of serve as lamp posts everyone sort of waving at him as if this is totally normal like you hear someone go oh hey bob uh, nice weather tonight yeah and he goes yeah, we're actually supposed to be able to, uh, there's no rain tonight, which, uh, we really need some, but at the same time, I mean, my torches won't go out, and, uh, like, you just hear, like, a, a bundle of different conver- random conversations as the streets are still bustling despite the late hour, but, uh, whoever is trying to find, locate an inn or... Uh, any place for rest or wherever you guys would like to go. I'm going to have somebody make a either an investigation or perception for the group, whichever. Uh, I'm pretty good at investigation. Oh yeah, I have plus eight. Can I also say that it's, they're talking very in a very nice tone. I think I'm a little like most of us are a little bit like, oh, this is kind of weird. We've been a month of, you know, hey, fuck you. No, hey, fuck you, you know. Yeah, it's so polite. <laughs> yeah, it just catches me off guard. Like, what the? Oh, Damien got a 25 on perception. I rolled a dirty 20 for investigation. All right. Both of you would very quickly, even as you're sort of pushing your way through crowds and such, you actually find that after a moment, after you get past some of the shops, you're actually going with the flow of the crowd, which leads you straight to... Uh, the Rose's Thorn in a tavern, which is bustling with life at this time. Like every 
Everyone and their mother apparently goes to this bar because it is jam-packed and it's nearly impossible for- Carowin, there's no way you're getting your ass in there. Like, you have no idea how you are going to fit with all of those people. I'm desperately trying not to trample anybody as I move along with the group. <laughs> are there, like, stables nearby or somewhere out there? There would be a set of stables next to the building, yes. Okay. In that case, <clears throat> I would kind of direct myself over there while I guess everyone else goes inside to figure stuff out. Um, if I'm able to make my way over there or if I have nowhere else I can go, basically. Absolutely. And as you kind of make your way over there, there's a stable boy kind of uh, shoveling straw, sort of changing out some of the uh, the straw in some of the stalls and he looks up and is about to say something and then you see his eyes kind of widen and he's just like uh can i um can i help you yes is there any space in here that i can occupy for the time being my companion companions and i are trying to find a place to stay and i don't foresee myself getting inside your establishment very easily as he gestures to his everything understood so there is a nightly fee for horses that stay in here um it's about a silver that seems doable uh do i pay now or should i wait until my companions decide whether or not this is where we shall stay oh well if your friends haven't decided whether or not you're staying yet i mean i could run in there with your silver and get you the space but Cameron will kind of like look around to see how there's just a lot of people and everything. And um, actually, I don't think he has a silver. I think he only has gold. Yeah, so he only has gold. So I guess he'll ask for change. So he'll give him a gold piece and ask for change for that. Okay. Yeah. And the, the kid would be able to give you nine silver. Uh, so then he will do that. And he will kind of just wait outside. He'll just kind of like motion to everyone to like point where he's staying. And he'll just kind of go there and uh, chill. Alrighty. And everybody would kind of notice that Carolyn has sort of secured his own lodgings uh, as the boy uh, runs up past you and into the establishment as you're starting to make your way in. Damien's going to look at uh, Karen and be like, you sure you don't want us to try and get you like a room on the ground floor? Uh, Karen will thank him. He'll, he'll say like, I appreciate the offer, but I feel that it might just be easier overall if I can, if I stay here, at least for the time being. If it proves to be particularly uncomfortable, then, you know, as need be, we'll see what else we can find out. But I don't see myself being able to get in there very easily. But if anything changes, please let me know and I will go where I am wanted to be. Elon's going to yell from a distance. Hey, Carolyn, do you, I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he goes, hey, Harry, would you like a drink? He'll kind of turn to where Elon, uh, now Jason, is. And <clears throat> he will, like, I would love one. I am a bit parched. Elon nods, goes inside, and buys two drinks. All right. And you would be able to eventually push your way over to the bar, but... That's where the most congestion is. So you find yourself having to wait for a minute before you're able to push yourself up to the bar and get a couple ales. How much is that? They would ask for, for two of them for a silver. Okay. I slide it down, take the drinks, and since it's so busy, I just slip out. Alrighty. Come over to Carowin, now Harry, and just put one into his hand and then 
clink it. I sit down in the hay and drink. Carowin slash Harry will plop down next to him and start sipping his ale. All right. And as you two sip away out in the barn, Chatwin and Damien, you guys are on room duty, I take it? Sure. Before we like go about um, speaking to the innkeeper and getting rooms and such, I think I am going to... I'm pretty sure I have a spell. I do. Okay, cool. I am just going to very casually message um, Damien and just let him know. Uh, Damien, just so you know, I'm going to be primarily speaking Elvish for the time that we're here. I want to build up the illusion that I only speak the one language because in actuality, I speak many languages and I want to hear what people are saying just in case, just so you know. Do you speak Elvish so we can pretend you're translating? (laughs) What languages do you speak, Damien? Yes, I do speak Elven. I speak Common, Dwarvish, Dachronic, and Elven. Oh, damn. Where the fuck did you learn all this? <laughs> Damien did some reading. I don't know. Random random travelers. He, I, I'm going to say he probably learned Elvish from uh, Chatwin's granddad since he spent a lot of time talking to him. <laughs> yeah, we taught you Elvish last month. Uh, but yes. Elon taught you all the rude words. <laughs> in, in Elvish, Damien's just going to be like, yes, I understand Elvish. Okay, great. Um, and I'm just gonna, I since I'll just continue speaking Elvish. So this way, in case anyone speaks abyssal, celestial, deep speech, draconic, Elvish, halfling, infernal, or undercommon, I will understand them. But yeah, uh, Chatwin from here on out is pretty much just going to be, unless stated otherwise, is going to be speaking in Elvish. Okay, perfect. So uh, as you guys kind of weasel your way into the crowd, which has moved more towards the bar, you do see that there's another desk where you see like keys hanging above the uh, above the head of the uh, portly old man that's kind of sitting behind the counter. Very well-kept mustache, no beard. But yeah, he kind of looks up and is like, looking for rooms, are we? And Damien is going to turn to Chatwin and be like, and Elvis is going to say, he's asking if we're looking for rooms, my lady. <laughs> uh, Chatwin in the back of her head for a second and just kind of goes, fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but just immediately, um, I'm just going to respond, right, let's go ahead and get, since Harry is going to be staying outside, let's, if you want your own, we can get three. If not, we can get two and you and Jason can share. (laughs) He's going to turn back to the person and be like, we would like three rooms, please. You see his, like his eyebrows kind of raised and he's like, all right, um, three rooms it is. I'm sorry. Uh, Preferably a good room for the lady here. Of course, of course. Uh, all of our rooms are top standard. Um, and what are your names? Yep, he's going to turn and look. Yeah, he's going to look at you and like be like, he wants to know what names we're putting them under. Zistrith is fine. Zistrith, I. Looks at him, says in common, put them under the name Lady Zistrith, please. All right, um, Lady Zistrith. And he absolutely chat when you're watching and he absolutely spells it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as I expected, hard to pronounce, hard to spell. Yeah, just a rough existence of a name. (laughs) And you see him kind of like furrow his brow as he sort of like puts the quill pen to the paper and you see the dot sort of form as he lets it sit there for a second. (laughs) And then you see he like he spells it Z-I-S. 
T-R-I-T-H. <laughs> Got most of it right. It's an X at the beginning. <laughs> but then he takes down three keys and he goes, these are the only three rooms on the third floor. So um, there you go. All right. Thank you very much. Turns back to chat when it says in Elvish. We have three rooms on the third floor, my lady. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why it's making me laugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will go ahead and take one and just quickly say to Damien, um, at one point tonight, we should probably discuss plans for the next day and what we're going to be doing. Until then, I'm going to go freshen up upstairs and go scamper upstairs real quick and just kind of situate myself. Damien is going to follow and go and get, uh, or he's going to be like, I'll, I'll be there shortly, my lady. And then go over to Aelon and, and hand him a key and be like, Here's your room. Lady Zistrith. Zistrith got us three rooms. Lady Zistrith now. Okay. Elon, who has had a ale in his hand, by the way, took one sip. And still has not taken another sip. Looks at Damien. Trades the keys for the, the cup. Here you go. He will down the cup in one go and start walking upstairs. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, you head upstairs, everybody gets situated. You guys said you were going to talk about what the plan was before you go to bed? Yeah, just probably at one point in the night, reconvene with everybody and then go back down to the stables where um, uh, Harry Goodfella is. Uh, <laughs> and just, you know, kind of figure out what the plan is um, now that we're here in the city. All right. You all go ahead and reconvene uh, in the barn. Harry or Carowin sort of sipping his ale. Elon now aleless as he sits with Carowin. I pretended to drink. <clears throat> I know um Elon speaks Elvish, but I will ask um Carowin, friends, do you speak Elvish as well? Is that a common language that we can communicate in from this point on? So I actually was checking just in case. Unfortunately, Carowin does not speak Elvish. Um Except for Carolyn, yes, he, I mean, if anyone else can speak, um, uh, I mean, let's see, I guess he speaks common, uh, abyssal, celestial, or goblin, then he's fine. I speak abyssal and celestial, I don't think, it, does anybody else? <laughs> I mean, I speak sylvan. Ah, Carolyn's the odd man now, I guess. <laughs> okay, so then Carolyn will say, unfortunately, no, that is not a language that I have picked up much. I should have studied more. <clears throat> but I do speak, and he'll just kind of like say each of the things in their language, like the Abyssal, Celestial, Goblin, and uh, see if Chatwin knows any of them. Yeah. Uh, so that maybe that, if anything, they could speak that way if they needed coded language. She would just have to be his interpreter, basically. Yeah. Plus, um, I point at you and send you a message. I can always message you too and speak briefly, telepathically, if need be. I know. Uh, I guess he'll be a little bit surprised. Like, oh, does that mean you can read my mind? Or is it just kind of like one message in, one message out? It's sort of just a message and then you message me back. But I mean, I suppose I could uh, try to read your mind. I don't think I could right now, but I could certainly try. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> Since we're all in a group, it's just like, why? What? What do you? What do you got up there? <laughs> oh, I just think that'd be terribly fun. She'd be great at cards. You could beat your grandfather. <laughs> I don't know. He's really good at cards. He'll make note of that 
Uh, and then he'll also just be like, I guess, because you said that she could speak abyssal, correct? And celestial, yes. And celestial. So I guess then uh, Karen will just pick whatever one that I guess works at the time and know go with that basically when it's just us i'll probably still speak common i am just presenting to the public that i am what's the term like monolingual i only speak elvish and that's all i speak but yeah when it's just us i'll speak common just for simplicity's sake Mm -hmm. and karen will be sure not to speak anything other than i guess he'll just pretend to not understand you i guess if there has to be association to keep the ruse Yeah, yeah yeah But yeah, gathering all in the stables, I'm just kind of like, to everyone, like, okay, so is our first objective, I know we wanted to assist Rubo best we could, but we also needed to communicate um, with Damien's deity. Uh, which, which do we think is first on our list? Which do we want to try and get done first? I mean, it kind of depends. When do you, Damien, when do you think your god wants to be visited, night or day? I did not ask, so I would assume whenever I happen to make it there. I, I I don't know if that's how gods work or not, but... I mean, what else are we doing? I mean, we're obviously checking on, uh, I guess, finding out who knows Ro- Rubo, right? Um, I think maybe... Um... Obviously, the last place we were in was more of a criminal society than um, one forged together by law. But I think as subtly as we can, of course, we should probably check in and see just the state of Thane's hunt for us. See how that's going, see if we can't get any word, see what the general reaction is. Obviously, if there's a bunch of wanted posters of us hanging around, we should probably do something about that. But let's just see how many eyes are going to be on us from here on out, I think. I'm going to fall and told Carowin because he's not on the wanted poster. Mm, that's a good point. They don't know who Carowin is. I mean, unless, you know, weird scientists are suddenly interested in a uh, talking man horse, then we have a problem. I mean, shit, they might be. <laughs> so if I am to be the individual finding out more information, what do you want me to do or where do you want me to go exactly? Well... I wouldn't exactly be asking about it. I would go to some of the more populated areas, see if you can't overhear anything. Maybe check out a missives board, see if there's wanted posters for us. Um, If it's very well known at this point who we are and that there's people after us, there will be somebody in the city talking about it. If it's not very well known, then we probably won't hear anything. And we want the letter. And if you hear it from anybody, then you can just go with, you know, just kind of ask about it and be, you know, naturally, oh, that sounds awful. And use that. Go, you know. And uh, Karen will kind of recite for a moment, like, uh, Elon's exact line, like, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. And that's that perfect. awful. Wow. Got it. Wow, you really did a good impression like of that, Taylor, I have to say. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> there you go. I hate it. <laughs> Get me out. <laughs> there you go. So perhaps you should impersonate me. So in that case, then um, Carowin, since he has a pretty easily accessible location. I mean, stable, walk in, walk out, not, not that hard to get in. Um, <clears throat> and I suppose that's advantageous to just, you know, okay, he's a big horseman, but at the same time, he can just kind of slip in and out, probably somewhat innocuously, because, you know, otherwise it's just like a horse. 
Um, he'll kind of get one of his little sacks and he'll open it up and he'll uh, grab a little kind of cloak that he can cover himself up with to better blend in with the, you know, night. And he'll just kind of get himself ready for his recon mission. Alrighty. Okay. So Carowin's going to do that now? Or are you guys still discussing plan? I wasn't sure if it was like a now now thing or if it was, he was just kind of getting ready so that if they want him to go now, he could. Um, otherwise, he'll just wait and see what else people say and where to go and stuff. Got it. I mean, for the most part, what do you guys say? Where we go in the morning to the, the, the I, I hate to say chapel. I don't know. Uh, go see Damien's, I mean, I'm sorry, dad's god. And then we kind of split up. Carowin is going to find out about the missive board. And then we either, the red, all three of us either split up or stick together and trying to find out more about Rubo. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds like our best plan. Probably definitely start in the morning just so we can rest a bit and, you know, go at it fresh. What time should we meet up and where? Here, dinner time? Yeah, might as well. Okay. So when the sun starts to go down, back here in the barn, all of us. Yeah? All right. Carolyn gives a two thumbs up. Sounds like a plan. All right. Nighty night. And Elon's going to get up and go to his room. Yep, me too. All right. And as everyone prepares for bed, I believe that's where we're going to leave it for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed, please be sure to follow us on social media. We are Chronicles of Kriath Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All one word, all lowercase. And also, if you want to follow any further projects outside of Chronicles of Kriath, we also have a podcast network now. So if you wanted to give us a follow at Tabletop Tailspinners to see what other fun projects we have in the works for this year, please be sure to do that on the same platforms. Uh, all one word, all lowercase once again. We like to stick to patterns. But last but not least, we also, through ta- Tabletop Tailspinners, we do have a Ko-Fi now launching so we no longer have the subscription tiers though those may come back soon but in the meantime if you wanted to make like a little one-time donation every dollar helps us be able to create more awesome shows like this and uh, get them out to you guys in the best quality that we possibly can so Regardless of how you want to follow us or uh, what you do want to listen to, we thank you all so much for listening and sticking with us for 50 episodes because that's insane. And we hope to see you for 50 more. Bye. 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 I was here for all of them. Goodbye. (laughs)